five, four, four three, three two, two, one. one. Bazinga. Go. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Now Showing podcast, starring me, Sam Houston, and today I'm joined with Scott. Hello. Uh, we've lost Jürgen completely. He's deceased. He's not coming back. We can't find him. <laughs> He's in some some body of water near Norway, and uh, yeah. So Scott has, has happily come in for for this episode, and uh, and tell me about, about who are you? Who are you, Scott? Who are you? Uh, I'm Scott. Uh, I'm on. A podcast called the Gremlin Gang Podcast, and if you're wondering what that is, it's me and my friends talking shit for an hour. So go check that out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm hoping that I might be able to make an appearance in the near future as a uh, as a payback for yeah. you giving me a bit of help here. <laughs> and uh, I'll add, you can any questions or any anything you want to ask or, or say to to us, you can contact us at nowshowingpod at gmail dot com. You can find me on Twitter at, at Sam Houston Vivo. Have you got anything you want to plug? Um, follow my Twitter, sure. Meg, at Megascort with a Z. Yeah, what does that mean? Why is it that? Uh, well, as a nickname, I was called Scort as a joke. And so there's this inside oh, joke of me and my friends about Megazords from Power Rangers. So I have fused the two. Oh, I, I, I get it now. Yeah. How genius. So let's start off. Uh, let's start off with the news. There's a bit less news this week, and it's much less important news. So I've just tried to steal the most pointless and irrelevant stuff from the three websites I use for the headlines on this. <laughs> Firstly, a sad news for all of us: The Office is leaving Netflix in 2020 after it was out. And Netflix was outbid by 100 million to go to NBC Universal. It's very sad. Sad times I saw. Do you, are you, be, are you a big fan of the American Office? Uh, no, I've never watched it. I'm just acting. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> lucky you. It, I feel like my life would be a lot better place if I did not make, force myself to sit through about two hours of it. It's not supposed to be that bad, is it? Oh, it's Well, I think it's probably good if you're American or lack a sense of humour. <laughs> okay. Nextly, this one is a little bit more serious, a little bit weirder. But I thought I'd add it in there, because it is to do with a film. A man has been arrested on the set of Bond 25, you know, the new Bond film, after a camera was found in a woman's restroom. Right. So there's always been a lot of controversy (laughs) and a little bit of confusion about the role anyway, because they had to delay the filming because of Daniel Craig, and it was who's going to be who, and are they going to have Idris Elba in the next one, is he going to be in this one, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't say this has made the situation any better with uh, a really weird and frankly quite off situation with a disturbing incident um, with a man, a, a camera was found inside the restroom at Pinewood Studios. (laughs) <laughs> There's a, a lack of context here. So they found a camera in a bathroom, a lady's bathroom, yes. and they've yes. arrested a man. Yes, I think it was someone working on Bond 25. Okay. And Someone working on the film, in the studios of the film, someone put a camera in the woman's bathroom. Right, okay. And he's been arrested. <laughs> Fair enough. This counts as film news. Oh, I love film. Taika Waititi... 
Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm, I just feel so happy every time I get the name right. Has confirmed he's working on an animated Flash Gordon film. Ooh. I find there's been a, a big lack of a Flash Gordon in everyone's lives, and I feel like the 20, 2012 film Ted probably brought a little bit more attention back into the importance of Flash Gordon, which is like a four-hour film as well. Yeah. Um, and and boom, animated film, Taika Waititi, excited. Yeah, I mean, Are you? I'll watch anything Taika Waititi does, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, you got to say, you know, he's one of the best in the game right now. You know, it, I, yeah, I mean, he's on there for Thor, Thor now as well. He announced that the other week. So we've got that. And then we will have, he's got a new film coming out soon, I believe. He's got Jojo Rabbit coming out uh, this year. He's got Jojo coming out, Rabbit coming out in October. And he's working on the Mandalorian as a director for the Mandalorian Boba Fett spin-off. Uh, and he's got this as well, so it's all exciting in the world of New Zealandish directors. Nextly, the uh, Stephen King's The Stand as uh, TV series has cast James Marsden and Amber Heard, as well as some other people. So this is coming. You know, I thought I'd add this in just because really I ha- we didn't mention it before. Um, one of Stephen King's longest-growing series, and I feel like. It's amazing that we're going to, what, 2019, and we're still finding new ways to to create Stephen King films and TV shows. It's, we haven't exhausted it all yet, mm-hmm. and I'm very happy to say that because pretty much everything that he touches turns to gold, and obviously this is coming after Doctor Sleep is, uh, is going to be released very soon, which I'm so excited for. Oh, yeah. I mean, if there's any film coming out this year... Is probably one of my. I mean, um, the the Joker film, yesterday, which came out next week, and and probably that really. It's just you can already tell it's going to be a masterpiece, and hopefully this, the uh, the Stan TV show will uh, will follow. He's having a good few years, Stephen King. Yeah. So, do you know the Good Omens? Have you heard of the Good Omens? Um, Amazon Prime original. No. So it's it's David Tennant and I forgot the guy's name. It's David Tennant and Michael Sheen's new series on on Amazon Prime where David Tennant, truly the most beautiful human being on the planet, <laughs> my favourite person, David Tennant plays a devil on Earth and Michael Sheen plays an angel on Earth, and there's been a bit of backlash this week as um as a Christian group. Has, co- has created a petition calling for the show's cancellation and addressed it to Netflix. <laughs> I'm sure that will be mean, taken very seriously. Yes. I mean, especially seeing as they addressed it to Netflix when it's an Amazon Prime show. <laughs> the third of a few petitions in uh, in recent recent film after the millions of signatures on the Game of Thrones Season 8 remaking petition that is surely going to make them decide to spend millions of pounds paying salary and doing the special effects and everything for a whole new set of 10 episodes. And also the petition to revive Tony Stark following Endgame. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> quite, quite, quite big. I'll find it. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. So, so bring back Tony Stark. 
It's got over 50,000 signatures. Tony didn't deserve to die, and it's not fair. <laughs> After everything he's been through and done for everyone, he deserves to live and see his daughter grow up. Which is probably not, <laughs> they're not realising is the whole point of the film and the point of his death. Yeah. So, big news, big news. We're talking about blockbusters. We're talking about films that are going to be Oscar nominated. You know, talking, you know, talk, you say Doctor Sleep, it's going to be a spectacle. Mm-hmm. You're talking about that kind of film. You've got to talk about Amber Schroeder, the Oscar nominated and Frozen 2 uh, writer, is helping to rewrite the Minecraft movie. <laughs> Very exciting news. Whenever a film is the, the announced, someone is rewriting a film, I always have h- the highest hopes that it's going it, to be. Yeah, it can only be a masterpiece. I So I heard this news ages ago. 20, it was like 2014 or something. We heard about there being a Minecraft film. And since then and to now, I still have no more clue how the fuck they can make a game out of Minecraft. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. I think this block man going around hitting trees and that for two hours. It's like, yeah, yeah, the Lego movie. And I was like, oh, how are they going to make a movie out of Lego? And then when they did it, they used all of, like, the Lego, like, cliches. And they used, like, all the box sets and stuff, you know, like, the the cowboy world that you can get. And, yeah. you know, they, they had the, the Batman, you know, Lego Batman, which is a series. They've all got things. Like, no, there's no type of Minecraft. Like, everything is so bland. Like, everyone makes themselves it. So I don't know. There's not like a different worlds and different brands of Minecraft. Uh, I just, uh, I guess we'll have to see. Unless they pull but off they some made... Minecraft Hunger Games spin-off and then get into a massive lawsuit. Yeah, they could go for that. Yeah, they could have, yeah, Minecraft Fortnite. And, <laughs> but I don't know. It just seems like a strange concept. They did, to be fair, they did make a whole film out of Angry Birds. That's true. And they're making a second one, which we'll come to later. So... Nextly, I'll go on to the, the... I tried to keep it a bit low on superheroes this week. So, but, you know, every week it seems to be just superhero news and we're just talking about superhero films and it's all superheroes because that's all anyone cares about. So I was like, I'm going to do a kids special, you know, and there won't be any superheroes, you know. It's just going to be the normal stuff. It's going to be B-movie and Shrek and <laughs> Toy Story and all that stuff. And then I ask you, what superhero <laughs> film... What's your favourite kids film? And you go, Spider-Man 2... Yes. Which isn't really a kid's film anyway. No. But yeah, so, we, uh, you know, I'll try to keep it a bit superhero light, but, you know, you've still you've still come up here. Aren't you glad I'm on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's better than the silence that would be here otherwise. Thank you, Jürgen. <laughs> but uh, Ray Winston, the man, the myth, the legend, Ray Winston joins Marvel's Black Widow. Ray Winston, who went to my dad's school. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, he did. Apparently, my dad, like, he was a bit older than him. I think my dad, like, had an altercation with him while he was in school. Fair enough. Luckily, I don't think any fists were thrown, <laughs> or I probably wouldn't be here today. More superhero news. They are making a Venom sequel. It's announced. Tom Hardy is back, which is great stuff. Did you see the, orig- the first Venom film? I did, yeah. What did you think of it? Um... Uh, I thought it was just fun. Yeah. That's yeah, that's my review. I didn't think it was as bad as anyone thought it was. Like everyone's gave it like two and a half stars or like yeah, two no. stars. I, I it was like uh, some things in it were a bit stupid but 
overall, I thought it was really funny. Surprisingly. Yeah, I um, I was surprised for the hate, but again, we have done two weeks of of um of this podcast, and I've given two films a positive review. I've had a twenty-two and a twenty-five percent Rotten Tomatoes review, respectively. So obviously, I am quite positive, mm. but yeah, I thought it was generally pretty good, and I I didn't understand the the backlash, but. I did have a problem with the turd in the wind line. You know, that's the big thing. <laughs> it was in the trailer, right yeah. at the end of the film. I'm going to make you, fl- you, you know, you're going to fly around like a turd in the wind. Like that's a saying. What no a, one's ever said turd in the wind What before. a threat as well. Yeah. But that's like not a normal thing. No, nobody says that. I forgot to mention, that was the first piece of news in this week's sequel, remake, reboot news. And uh, and we're following up with uh, the Easy A spin-off that's been released. Uh, a funny high school set comedy. Um, they're making a new one uh, based on the 2010 Emma Stone hit. Um, do you know of the, Do you know of the original? Uh, I know of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I can't say I have myself, but you know, I thought I'd add it in the reboot news. Uh, spin-off news, sorry. And uh, and it's not going to feature her, but it's going to be set in the same high school and explore similar themes, which makes me wonder why they didn't just make a new film without having to attach it to something else. Yeah, reboots are... You can tell they're really scraping the barrel of ideas if they're picking easy A out to reboot. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how good the first film is. If they think that they're going to get at least, like, ten people in the cinema, they're just going to do it again. Yeah. Keep going to it, it's going to work. It only came out nine Danny... years ago as well. Yeah. I mean, what I had to say, I've said, I think I said in the first episode, the biggest problem I've had with any reboots are this. This ties in well to later on. Um, Spider Man. So they make Spider Man film. They make Spider Man two. They make Spider Man three. Like six years later, they make a reboot. Mm. They make two films, and then like three years later, they make another reboot. Like the, the, they didn't. There was no need to keep doing it over <laughs> and over. That that was the biggest problem because I remember when. They announced Amazing Spider-Man instead of Spider-Man 4, which I think everyone kind of thought was going to happen eventually. And like, I thought everyone... After Spider-Man 3, everyone thought, oh, okay, they're going to... You know, that was a bit shit. They need to do it again. Uh, and then Spider-Man... The Amazing Spider-Man got announced. I was like, oh, you know, as it was you know, obviously much younger than I am now, you know, 12 or 13 or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah, this is getting too bad. This is... That's when I hit it. was like, movies, they just need... They, they're so unoriginal now. You know, we're rebooting a franchise that hasn't ended. And then they did it again with Tom Holland. (laughs) But, you know, we'll get into that later, I guess. Mm. Danny Boyle is working on a third 28 Days Later movie. Mm. Why? You know? (laughs) But, you know, the the sequel was was okay. Um, The sequel was all right. But it clearly wasn't the first one. You know, the first one was one of the best zombie films ever. You know, mm-hmm. it's probably my. Uh, I'd probably go for Shaun of the Dead. It's my favorite zombie film. That's probably second. Uh, and the yeah, sequel's okay. And but apparently he's saying that he has a proper good idea, which gives me uh, Danny Boyle. Is it a proper good idea for the next one? Is that the direct quote? That is the direct quote. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no, it's not. It's actually Alex Garland and I have a wonderful idea for the third part. It's properly good. Alex Garland's on it? Yes. He's very good. Yes. Good news. So, next sequel, their sequel spin-off reboot, 
there is a new sequel for Halloween being shot this year. After the first one, oh, I'm reading here, made $255 million from a $10 million budget. Uh, but yeah, they're making another Halloween film, which I believe is the 212th film in the franchise. <laughs> Uh, because it's so easy to make horror film sequels, as we announced with Paranormal Activity 7 yeah. that was released, announced last week. And so this Halloween is a sequel to the one that came out last year? Yes. Yes, it is, yes. It's not the old ones. It's yeah. the new one. What's no it? one would make a sequel to the old series except for Ghostbusters. <laughs> Did you see the one last year? No, I didn't see the one last year. It's not good. No. <laughs> no, I, I never really liked the originals. Like controversial, yeah. You know, as it, when it comes to it's obviously good, but it's a bit dated. I feel horror films are yeah. like get dated, dated more than anything. I, I watched it, you know, when I was 2011 or something, yeah. You know, but um, obviously it's great, but then compared to the other kind of um, the other well known or well acclaimed horror films of the time, you know, like Freddy, uh, Friday, Friday the 13th or or whatever, mm. I uh, I have less of a uh care for Halloween so Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul both posted pictures of donkeys the same picture of two donkeys in the desert on their Instagrams sorry on their Twitters at the same day yes yes they did they did (laughs) that is true and everybody is kind of shit themselves because I don't know if anyone noticed they were in a, they were in Breaking Bad together. Yes. So they they're gonna. So what's going on? And obviously they're talking about making a Breaking Bad film, but spoilers. Brian Cranston died. So I don't know how they're gonna do it, but apparently I heard that there's they uh, <laughs> they found a way to bring him back. I don't know how it's gonna work or when it's gonna be set. When I, I don't know. When you How said Brian Cranston died, I was like, wait, what? He was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I went <laughs> in the show, okay. I was yeah. fully panicking there, like, really, I didn't hear about this. Uh, okay, yeah, Brian Cranston died, spoilers, Brian Cranston dies in the show. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Walter. So, I don't know how they'll do it. Like, when do you fit this in? Seeing as we know everything that happened over that period of time in the show, he then dies... We can't have it before because they didn't know each other before and there's nothing to talk about. He, the point is, is he was a normal bloke that broke bad. So you can't do a prequel. You can't do a sequel. So you, so I don't... I, you know, I guess we'll have to see. But yeah. this one is the most perplexing of all. And uh, yeah, both both pictures were accompanied by the caption, soon. <laughs> Ominous. Ominous. Did you see Breaking Bad? I assume you saw Breaking Bad. Of course, yeah. Yeah, of course. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Cool Saul? No. Apparently, we'll have some tie-ins of Echo Soul. Yeah. End off Echo Soul. So, just to get my hatred for remakes, reboots, spin-offs, and the lot going, I uh, I thought I'd finish off with Daisy Ridley denies involvement with upcoming trilogy of Star Star Wars films. So, this is no surprise to anyone, but this is confirming what everybody almost already knew that it was going to be set outside of the Skywalker trilogy uh, of, of the trilogy of trilogies. Mm-hmm. N- but, uh, I don't know what the word for that is. 
it, the saga of Star Wars film, uh, Star Skywalker, the, the Skywalker saga, and so this, this confirms also the pointlessness of the new series. Why not just do a new world? Why do you, if it's not going to even have them in it, why bother? Like <laughs> every film is linked together by the by the Skywalkers. Why bother if it's not related? So it's not none of the original characters in it. It's got none of the kids of the original characters in it. What is the point of continuing it? Kylo Ren's not in it. Ray, Ray's not in it. So what is the point? So they've just come up with a new story and just slapped a Star Wars title on it, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Every single spin-off, every most random shit they've done has at least been related to the films. Like Rogue One is set between the films, and Han Solo, the the Solo film, is set about main character Star Wars the Clone Wars is set between two and three it's like even the shitty fucking holiday special is still works well the, the Mandalorian one is about Boba Fett they're still uh, but this time they're going a bit off the track and it's going to be pointless so that's uh, this week's episode of spoilers so that's this week's episode of sequel prequel remake and spin-off news and we are going to get on with the First of our two reviews. Oh no, we're not. We're going to be getting on with the look at the trailers from this week. So both of us watched all the trailers. So we'll start off with we'll start off with the current war. So you watch this, I watch this. Mm-hmm. What do you think? This was the one I was probably most interested in, to be honest. I'm slightly cons- I'm slightly worried that they are going to make Edison look like he wasn't a cunt. Yeah, um, I feel like it's not going to be accuracy is not going to be its biggest strength. Yeah, I, mean, I really like the casting. Yeah, like, that, that, that's a that's a a big boy cast. Getting Benedict Cumberbatch to play a smart person, which was a genius idea no one's done before, uh, and getting Nicholas Holt who has now been mentioned in three consecutive episodes of the Now Shane podcast, and Tom Holland. I think probably him as, te- as Holt as Tesla and Beck Cumberbatch as Edison is probably the most accurate casting you could get of anyone available right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think there is potential for it to be boring and them trying to Oscar search a bit too much. Yeah, But... Knowing how the track record of, of them and, and, you know, I'm thinking a kind of theory of everything kind of level film, you know? Yeah. That cerebral or the, um, I've got the name of it, you know, the one with Alan che- about Alan Shearing. They released the other year. And, you know, that th- th- they've had a bit of success recently and I reckon this will be another one of those. Yeah. And I really hope they don't do it badly. And I really hope they don't make Edison look like the good guy. Your big... Tesla fan. Uh, I'm a big non-Edison fan. Okay. Next, we've got the uh, the big film release of the week, Trolls World Tour. <laughs> so you watched the trailer for this, yeah? Yeah. Did this remind you of the plot of any other big film recently? <laughs> You're talking about Infinity War? Yeah, I am talking about <laughs> Infinity War, yeah. Just thought for a second, yeah. It's just like... We have to go and get all of the strings. They're all different colours and they all have different powers. <laughs> I'm actually quite intrigued by this. I won't see it. No. 
But I am quite intrigued by the uh, the idea of the plot for it. I like the idea that each string has a different type of music. Like that's that's a a childish idea, yeah. childish concept. That that's the uh, the paper guitar of of the music world. I um yeah I I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say about Trolls World Tour, but I thought I'd add it in, <laughs> and um, I am really intrigued by the the Infinity Gems. <laughs> Part two. I hope they make it as dark as Infinity War's ending was. Yeah. Then I yeah, definitely I, watch it. Yeah, all the trolls just slowly disappear. <laughs> so then, Killer Man. Thoughts. Um, I forget which one this was. Was that the Liam? This Hemsworth? is the one with Liam Hemsworth one. Yeah, that looked interesting. Shit. The I thought it looked trash. Yeah. <laughs> What a name, though, Killer Man. I was expecting like a serial killer documentary or something when I when I saw the title. Killer Man. That's got to be the shittest name for any film <laughs> ever. It. Yeah. I. This is. I mean, I, I don't know what to say about it. Some kind of dark and, and broody film about some kind of. I don't even know what to say about it. It looked like um, an unknown rip-off. You know the Liam Neeson movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just adding in drugs. Presumably murder. I, I, the title would, would imply that murder is mm. the priority for at least one of the characters. <laughs> and the Angry Birds movie 2 trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I, uh, I saw as part of the, uh, the build-up for... Toy Story 4 the other day. And I was so surprised that they released an Angry Birds movie 1 and I didn't hear about it. I did hear about it. I never saw it. I don't remember it ever being in cinema. Yeah, I was talking Toy Story 4 and the adverts came on and the Angry Birds movie 2 came on and I was looking for watching the Angry Birds tattoo with the pigs. I was thinking, <laughs> how can I make a film out of this? And then, boom, the number 2 pops up. I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. How could the... <laughs> How did they already do this and they still have something left to give? Two films out of an app. Yeah. Like, what? Is there going to be a Crossy Road film? <laughs> Fucking Candy Crush Saga film. I wouldn't be surprised about Candy Crush Saga. I've got to be completely honest. Right? To be fair, there's like a Candy Crush section in that Wreck-It Ralph film, basically. I think they did in the Emoji movie as well. Ooh. Did you see the Emoji movie? No. That's a shame. <laughs> it's a it's a drunk film, I think. Yeah. So yeah, the pigs and the birds, they're friends. This one, they're <laughs> joining up together. It's great to to take on an unknown threat. So that's it for trailers, and we're going to go into our first of the three reviews for today, which is the epic film B movie, which I selected for Scott to watch because it is one of my favorite. Uh, kids films you know what it wasn't what's your favorite kids film it was when your favorite film when you were a kid and when i was a kid i loved b movie you know <laughs> it was shrek nemo b movie so i thought i'd give it you know i i didn't like when it became a meme when it became a meme i was like for fuck's sake you know this is such a a, a beautiful thing and now it's got all these little edgy meme lords making me jokes of it and reading the script out Leave it alone. It's an <laughs> excellent film. Seven year long videos of every time they say B something happens and Yeah. Shit like that. Exactly. <laughs> they already did it to Shrek. I could take it with Shrek. It was funny, okay? <laughs> Just leave B movie alone. 
Barry don't need this shit. <laughs> so I made Scott watch the film. And uh, and what do you think of it? I mean, what can I say? It is clearly a cinematic masterpiece. Oh, 100%. Um, uh, one, like, I haven't seen it in a good few years, but one thing that definitely surprised me was, obviously watching it back as an adult, I know how the world works a little bit. And I know that uh, an employed judge doesn't let a live bear into a courtroom. But this film is yeah. different. And I like yes. that. As soon as the yes. bear came in, I was like, this is a 10 out of 10 movie. The film is worth the watch for me because of the cameos. That's uh, that's that's what makes it for me, that Ray Liotta and, and Sting. Yeah. But I, I think B-Movie, it, um, it's a bit... Loraxian in that it has a very strong moral running through it and it does get uh, tangled a little bit here and there but um, yeah it does it not make you feel guilty when you use honey mm, yeah you do realise that you know All you're bees. kind of yeah breaking the law against bees and then at the end it, it makes you you know it makes you realise that you know if you if we don't steal from indigenous peoples, then they end up getting out of hand and lazy. <laughs> and the apocalypse begins. I didn't think about that. That's just, this is just a, some sort of racist propaganda <laughs> that we have to keep them in line by stealing their stuff. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll, they'll get lazy. This is like some like um, confederate propaganda. Yep, Jerry Seinfeld's Oh my God, that's guy. hit me all. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, who's just confirmed he's making an 11th series of Comedians in a Car Getting Coffee. Right. Which is completely stolen from iDubs. <laughs> was it iDubs? Yeah, it was iDubs, yeah. The, the, the one that was like comedians on uh, YouTubers on Swagways getting... Yeah, definitely don't give the credit to James Corden. Oh, <laughs> James Corden, who was in the Trolls film. Yeah. Trolls World Tour. Which is the reason why I'm never going to watch it. So, another tangent. Yesterday's coming out next week, and <laughs> I will be talking about that. That's I think yesterday's coming out today, actually. No, tomorrow. That sentence was just funny because of the title of the movie. I liked it. Yeah. Yesterday's and coming out next week. <laughs> it looks so good. I'm, I'm going to talk about it in the films. I'm so hyped for yesterday. I love me some Beatles. And, and it, it, him, it looks funny, and... But James Corden and Ed Sheeran have big parts. Right. I've got to sit through James Corden and Ed Sheeran. <laughs> like, I don't know, you could do a pain me more other than maybe have Piers Morgan do it on a talk show. Well, you never know. Unless Tommy Robinson shows up, <laughs> I should probably... That'd be a tweet. I don't think he'd be a big fan. But, going back to B-Movie. Mm-hmm. What a spectacle. Yeah. What a spectacle. Despite its propaganda nature. Joe Seinfeld is, uh, provides an excellent performance with uh, just the, uh, the, an excellent audio performance. He really you know, has to get the character and the emotions of mm. Barry B. Benson out without his, uh, his facial expression. I thought they did mocap. I thought he really acted like a bee. Yeah, he probably did. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But he didn't. He wasn't actually the B. So that always makes me feel a bit more. Uh, you know, getting a good performance out of an animated character is something impressive. As we will talk about later in Toy Story Four. So overall, how would you rate B Movie? 
just out of ten, and also amongst the animated grades. Hmm. I I think I would give it a solid seven out of ten. Yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah, I'll take that. That's decent. Yeah. I'll, I'll accept that one as a B movie fan myself. I think it's my dad's favourite film, which is a really Ever. strange sentence to say. I think it's that or like Goodfellas or something. Usually you hear like Pulp Fiction from dads, but nope, B movie. Oh yeah, too fair. Pulp Fiction is probably out there as well. The first time I watched Pulp Fiction was with with Big John. That was great stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it's like Goodfellas or B movie. The two options for him. Oh, and Grease as well. Three pinnacles uh, of cinema. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on. I uh, was. Oh, you know, you you can introduce it. Uh, what well, did you give me? I I gave Sam the Almighty Sam Raimi Spider-Man Two, which I believe to be the best Spider-Man movie to to today. I'm speaking at a disadvantage because I have still not seen Spider-Man: Homecoming. However, I will be watching it next week because uh, I need to get prepared for Far From Home: Homecoming. Well, I I don't hate Homecoming, but. It, yeah, but comparatively, Spider-Man. It's please nowhere just say near shit. Spider-Man. 2. The the yeah. nearest the nearest Spider-Man film is good. Spider-Man Two was probably Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, I completely forget about that as a Spider-Man film. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, actually, it might this might not be the best Spider-Man film. Oh. I've completely got to change what review I was going to say. I mean, this is not the best Spider-Man film. <laughs> this is the second best Spider-Man. film. It's definitely top two. It's definitely top two. The top two. two are solidified. Yes, I agree. Um, but I haven't seen Homecoming. But we're also going off, judging off the Spider-Man that's in Civil War and the two Avengers films. Spider-Man 2 is an excellent film, and I was very happy to watch it again. When I was young, uh, my nan didn't have many VHSs, but one, she had about three, but one was Spider-Man 2. So I watched that over and over and over. And then I have gone for about a 12-year period of never seeing the film, and I was blessed to see it. It was like having a taste of my childhood once again. Yeah. Saying that, I am still a child. I'm only 18. But having a taste of my infancy again. The best rendition of Spider-Man played is Tobey Maguire, undoubtedly. Despite the... Even in the, in the Spider-Verse, you know, the, the, the film is great, but no one matches Tobey Maguire. And... A lot of people say, oh, he's a better Peter Parker, he's not as good Spider-Man, or, or the other way around, or whatever. And when I moan about Tom Holland being childish and young, and that puts me off watching Spider-Man Homecoming, everyone always goes, oh, in the comics he's young, in the comic he's a child. And that doesn't matter. You know, ju- just because uh, a book is written poorly doesn't mean that I will not moan at the film's rendition of it. You know, just because the comic book version makes him a child does not mean that I have to like the fact he's a child. Yeah. In I feel like Tobey Maguire's rendition had the perfect mix of, especially Spider-Man 2, where you see he's got this, you know, he's dealing with all this shit. He's dealing with oh, this, yeah, all fully. of this bollocks. And he really, it all catches up to him suddenly. He knows, you know, I can't do this anymore. I then they, I am still just like this little kid, you know, basically. I'm still this, you know, young, you know, early 20-year-old, whatever, late teen, whatever he's supposed to be uh, in, in Spider-Man. And it, it shows his humanity in... More, better than any Spider-Man film he does. The train scene when he's getting carried oh, on his back is, you know, one of the reasons why this is not just a great superhero film. It is a great film. It's amazing. It it completely shows not only his humanity and in his childishness and makes you realise the character and what he is and who he is and how he hasn't chosen to be in this situation, but also shows the goodness of people. It you does. know, that there's no reason. That in, I saw some kind of 
an, um, some anal somebody analyze the Amazing Spider-Man, I think one, maybe the Amazing Spider-Man two, and then that scene where when they're fighting, when Amazing when Spider-Man's fighting Rhino in one of the Amazing Spider-Man yeah. films. I apologize if I can't remember which of the shitty Andrew Garfield films it was from. Um, everybody's taking selfies and everyone's like dressed up as him. It's all a thing. Where in this film, everybody is understanding of the boundaries. Yeah, it really shows the people, the, the crowds in the Amazing Spider-Man films are stupid and they're standing next to explosions and <laughs> they're selfish uh, and they're not shown to be like they're not they're shown as like a mob mentality yeah. compared to i mean obviously that i'm looking into a lot and people, the police don't get them to leave which is what they probably yeah should really do. strange scene really strange placement of the characters whereas in this film you know he's getting carried through and everybody just is helping him and no one is, is talking about him everybody sees his face and someone acknowledges that he, i think he says looks like looks like my kid or whatever you know showing his youth yeah and um just has uh the perfect you know he is the the definition of hero and and vigilante and but at the same time he is this just you know school kid yeah and that is a good juxtaposition to a perfect bad guy um, and this kind of Joker-esque turn for the worst arc of his life goes wrong. Yeah. And and such a great performance. You know, I I, I can't speak higher highly. I can't speak more highly about how good Doc Ock is in this film. Mm -hmm. That first scene when he breaks through in the in the hospital. And he's killing all the people, and it's gruesome, and it's brutal, yeah, and it's a bit harsh like a for a kids' film. film. Yeah, a lot of people criticise that, but I think that there's nothing. There's nothing better a bit of scariness in a, in a kids' film, such as Charlie <laughs> and the Chocolate yeah, Factory. Yeah, Sam Raimi was a horror director, so I mean, yeah, it's very much just criticising his style. If you say you don't like it, you know the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory film. Which one? The original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. That scene in the tunnel has shit me up my entire life. <laughs> when there's like the, the creepy crawlies and there's like a, someone's dead body and there's like moldy skin. Yeah, yeah. That is just, talking about kids films with, with horror, that fucked me up. <laughs> and I imagine Toy Story 4 might do the same for, for future kids with the dolls, but we'll talk about that later. Mm. But yeah, even though it's a, quite a horror scene with, with Doc Hawk and it, it really... I think him being the friend of Peter Parker and, and for all means, you know, a good guy in the start of the film, that really shows just to the extent, you know, there's no questions asked about, you know, is he still good or, or how bad is he or what does he want to do and what's his motives. That scene just pushes everything out there. You see everything. He is a bad guy. He is horrible. He is brutal. He is violent. And, uh, and that, that is just a great way to set the scene. And, the, you know, the conflict at the end, great action as well. You know, it's a it's a real film about people, really. At the end of the day, yeah. a lot of individuals. You know, there's a bit of his superpowers aren't really important. You know, in in the film, it's about him and it's about Mary Jane and her kind of love redemption arc with with him and the strange astronaut that everyone forgets, <laughs> and and Otto dealing with you know his his death of his wife and and how that's that set him off and how easily all of us are just one step away from the edge. Um, truly a great film and makes it all the more disappointing that Spider-Man 3 was shit. Mm. I, I did see someone saying that the original, the director's cut of um, Spider-Man 3 makes it a good film. 
Well, maybe because I know he he didn't want Venom originally in in it at all. Yeah, but I remember when I was a kid and I saw that Venom was in it, I was like screaming with happiness. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, Venom is my my favorite Spider-Man bad guy, undoubtedly. I think he's everyone. Yeah. His dealing with Harry, uh, Harry as well, that that um that back and forth throughout the film. That that is also you know, another example of both excellent acting and and great mm. great character building. Well, I think like the the main strength of even the whole trilogy is characters. Like I know, it's like a really light-hearted and campy trilogy, and people always say like, especially the people that love Tom Holland Spider-Man, say people only like this trilogy because of like the nostalgia and stuff, and it was there when you were growing up. But like, I think like the characters and the relationship between characters, like it's it's a literal drama if you just take out the superhero stuff and how kind of campy and well gay it is um yes but yeah like there's shit going on and like there's but... a scene in spider-man 2 where peter this spoiler alert where peter is sitting down with aunt may and yeah he yeah, yeah, confesses yeah. to her that he was there and also partly responsible for uncle ben's death and fuck me like it's heavy yeah 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 that that yeah completely that that is one of the more um along with the scene where he's like spider-man no more and he's in the car and yeah yeah that, yeah that those there's a couple of scenes in the film where it's like this is you know this is big stuff for a, a kid's film you know this is big stuff for a kid, but this this really shows the uh the importance of story over special effects that i think has been lost at points more recently mm. like it holds up um, when you when you grow up as well as loving it as you're when you're a kid it's like a it's 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 not built for kids it's it's built as a film that's accessible for kids whereas a lot of super films are built for kids yeah um yeah he's an he's excellent and if only uh again i, I do think that realistically if if Raimi had all of the creative uh authority then third one probably would have been you know just as good um there's a lot of stuff about how the original cut the black suit as an allegory for substance abuse is a lot more visible uh -huh. uh, whereas it's a bit more hidden and it's a bit more jokey and it's a bit more fun in the, the kind of uh sony cut that has been released to the public um but yeah just it really is an excellent film and when it comes to superhero films it's up there with me you know for me i've, I've spoke previously about you know what films are like but when I'm talking about superhero films as a superhero fan, as a superhero fan, you think I'm thinking Thor, Ragnarok, this, Black Panther, Logan. That's you know, Dark Knight. Yeah. Is is that that tier, that top tier? Sp Spider Verse as well for me. Yeah. So. And um, I'm sure a lot of people would not agree with the Black Panther one, but you know, mm. however, however. So, yeah, excellent film. I would probably give it an eight and a half. I don't know if I'm allowed to give half ratings, but I'd give it an eight and a half to you know, eight, eight, nine, running out of 10. And um, yeah, Tobey Maguire is undoubtedly the best Spider-Man. So, the film of the week, the big one, the big build-up, the big kids film, the one everyone's been talking about starring, well, the Keanu Reeves film, <laughs> Toy Story 4. We both saw it. Yep. I'm assuming, I'm assuming we both loved it. Mm -hmm. And... I was not looking forward to Toy Story 4. You know, that that, that sounds like a, you know, a, an insult. That sounds like a, 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 a 
a crime in the world of, of being a film podcaster. But I walked into the cinema to watch Toy Story 4 and I thought, you know, I've seen quite a few shit films recently. I was forced to watch that um, Mad Max film for last week's episode and I'd fallen love, a bit out of love with the film because of how shit that was. Ooh. And uh, you like Mad Max Fury Road? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ignore that one. I mean, do you like it? Yeah. A terrible film. <laughs> A lot of exploding cars and heavy metal. Very monster trucky. Very Eminem. I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. We'll move on. <laughs> also, have you seen Mid-90s? No. Jürgen made me watch Mid-90s for the cancelled second episode. And um, and I thought it was fucking shite. Anyway. <laughs> so I was, I, was, I was not had much high hope. You know, I did have high hope. But I was like, I know it's going to be good. But I don't really want to accept that it's good. And I, I don't really want to see Toy Story. And I hope it finishes quickly. And dot, dot, dot. And all the moaning. And, you know, drag me out to cinema. I went to go see it with my mum. Which is probably the first time I've seen a film with my mum since I was about 12. And, uh, and then I sat down. And I was blessed with 100 minutes of grin-inducing, grin grin-producing spectacle. It is one of the most beautiful animated films. It really shows just how good animation can look. Yeah. And every, I, like, I when, when I stood out and walked out of the cinema, I couldn't talk for 10 minutes. When I was thinking, okay, I've got to write a fucking podcast review about this, and it, I have no idea what to say. I still am a bit speechless. Like, how do I fault that? I, I, I It's... The performances of of Tom Hanks, who is just one of the best ever, mm-hmm. and it shows in this, and the performance of Tim Allen are excellent, and the graphics are beautiful, and I thought Forky was funny, and and a breath of fresh air, and I don't know, there's just there's so little to to moan about. It, it, the plot was great, and the the bad guys, the the scary dolls, <laughs> were such a great great idea, you know, to because. That is just uh, that is if any you've got to make a toy scary. Yeah. Yeah. Go for the old-fashioned ones. It's just a excellent idea, and how everything fits together and the ending. I just oh, I nearly near a tear nearly did come down my my eye. Yeah, it, it surprised me with how like hitting it was, especially when after the, the trilogy kind of like wrapped up perfectly. After three, I was concerned, probably like you were, that where would they go for the fourth one, but. I thought that, yes. yeah, it surprised me. So I said that last week's podcast, you know, I I know it's going to be good, but I wish it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I see now. Like, the Toy Story 3 finished fine, finished really good, wrapped up in a nice little bow, uh, pardon the pun. But they're going to make a new one because they're going to make money. And then now I'm like, I'll take that back. Thank God they made this film. Yeah. Thank God they finished it like this. This is a much better ending than the third one. Um, and the third one ended lovely. But this and... I hope they don't make a fifth. But... I mean, I, they probably won't. But yeah, how, I mean, could. I won't spoil it, but with the ending, it's hard to. Yeah, I don't... I can think of a million ways they could. Maybe. Though. I don't know. But, you know, I heard, I heard it was sad at the ending and I thought of a million ways in which oh this is going to end and it didn't end any of the ways that I thought it would and that was good um, but everything um, I thought I thought uh, talking I jokingly said Keanu Reeves I thought Keanu Reeves' character was, was one of the better ones in the film <laughs> yeah, yeah. love me a bit of Dick Kaboom I did feel a little bit salty about the fact they only interviewed Canadian actors and then they still gave him the role I mean you can't turn Keanu down yeah I guess but you can't turn Keanu Canadian as the old saying goes, 
you can bring Canada to Keanu, but you can't bring Keanu to Canada. I think that's how it goes. I thought, yeah, so Duke Kaboom, he, uh, he was one of the uh, the better characters in the film, along with the, I can't remember the name of the, the, the girl doll. What's her name again? Bo Peep? No, no, the, the, the girl, big doll. Oh, Gab Gabbert. Gay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sh- that was just great. And then that kind of arc of, of her, as the character changes. I'm not going to say anything yeah. too too spoilery, but just uh, a host of, of great, great performances. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, as an 18 year old, I don't watch many kids' films. I'm not into many kids' films. I think a lot of kids' films are made just to be good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of like just pick them maybe three or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. it's just made to be good enough that kids will smile. But this, I, I didn't stop grinning from minute one to, to minute one hundred. Really, it is um, it was a perfect step back into to me as a kid and talking about a film that's made for to be a good film and and it's accessible to kids. It it really is, you know, if if a film that's about essentially toys. Mm-hmm. Um, is that good for such a wide audience? That really shows they've done something well. Mm-hmm, 100%. It's, um, it's amazing. Um, what, what choice were two the other day? Because it was on telly. And I was thinking, oh, should probably watch a bit of this because the new one's coming out. And it's ridiculous how far graphics have come. Oh, yeah. Big Al's Also, I also, uh, also watched the trailer for The Lion King on in the pre-film. Yeah. And the fucking CGI, man. Yeah, like, I feel like I should go, even though I'm not a fan of reboots like yourself, but I feel like I should go just because the VFX artists deserve their payments. Yeah. Fuck Avatar, this is better. Yeah. Yeah, the the Avatar's the best film ever because it had some pretty blue people. (laughs) Then why does this one not deserve it? But, um, yeah, again, not, not a reboot fan, but... It's so good that you got a question that maybe why didn't they just get animals to do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, they're basically just animals. Just train them. It's easy. Yeah. We've all done it. We've all seen a, a monkey do the PG tips advert. <laughs> exactly. But Toy Story 4, just one... When you're talking about kids' films, you know, when you're talking about kids' films and, and, that kind of, and, and those more childish movies... Toy Story 4 has got to be at the top of the list. You know, it's there, you know, obviously I like B-Movie, but I understand that B-Movie isn't that good. It's just what I like. But when you talk about the thing, it's like, if there's a Pantheon, if there's a Mount Rushmore, Toy Story 4 and, and the Toy Story saga, the whole Toy Story tr- quadrilogy, it's got to sit there with, you know, Shrek and, and Finding Nemo and, and all the old Disney greats. Yeah. It really is one of the... the I, I would go as far as to say this is the best Toy Story film. That's a big statement. Would you be inclined to agree? Mm, I don't know. I, I still think Toy Story 2 is the best one. Really? Toy Story 2? Yeah, they're one. all... I don't know. It just... I've, I feel like the stakes were higher in that. There was more... I don't know. I just It's my favourite. But you thought they were going to die in 3. True. Imagine if they did and just ended with just loads of fly flying <laughs> in the air. Ah, oh, that would have been that would have been a uh, yeah. but they're all spectacle. they're all solid eight out of ten or more films. How can you name any other film that's four films and all of them are that good? Mm, I mean, if you're taking four films from the MCU, maybe, but 
was just yeah, but you, then you're picking. You're not picking. There's no four. Yeah, direct. No four in a row. I mean, I get, like Avengers. Offer there's four films, but I don't think the first Avengers is that good. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Age of Ultron that much. So yeah, so like. Yeah, no, I see what it, you mean. Even most sagas, there's not three or there's trilogies. Sorry, there's not many three that are all that good. Yeah. Like Godfather, the third one's shit. Or, you know, Star Wars, Return of the Jedi is no as good as the first two. All to be fair, those three are, are all very good, the first three Star Wars films. But that's not four. But yeah, those those three are all really good. Um, yeah. It, it's it's amazing how consistent they are. Yeah. And I, I am happy to... I hope they don't make a new one. Yeah, I hope uh, they leave it out, they have. out of love. And I doff my cowboy hat to... Tom Hanks once more. Tips for Dora. Tips for Dora. <laughs> so next week, two big films are coming out. Yesterday, which I mentioned previously, and Annabelle Comes Home. Mm-hmm. Yesterday is a film, a really big film, that isn't a sequel or a reboot or anything. It's completely original. You're telling me this is an idea that nobody's done before? Yeah, this is completely new. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> You know, every Men in Black, Dark Phoenix, fucking Toy Story 4, every film I've done is with a fucking reboot or a sequel. This, we've got a, the biggest film of the week, for me at least, is an original idea, and it has to star James Corden. <laughs> it's, um, it's a lovely little idea, because it's always like everybody wakes up and all of the adults are gone. Everyone wakes up and no one everyone's thick or something everyone wakes up and they don't remember the Beatles it's like <laughs> so specific it's like why just the Beatles but I wonder, I'm assuming there's never going to do an explanation of the, the physics of it all yeah but, um, is it like a, I, I've only seen one trailer so I don't know a lot about it but is the idea is like this is like a new fucking dimension or something where the Beatles just never existed or people just they did exist and people just don't remember them well the, the main character does remember them yeah so I think it's supposed to be like everybody just got amnesia, basically. Hmm. No one remembers the Beatles existing. Yeah. He wakes up in an ordinary reality when no one remembers the Beatles except <laughs> for him. And um, it did. It does. It looks funny. It looks really yeah. funny. And I, I'm basically would pay the even though it's a covers. I probably would pay the price to see my ticket just to sit in a big room and listen to Beatles songs anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, as I've been a bit of a fan since childhood. I hated music. I hate music films, as I previously said. Wasn't a big fan of hearing Rhapsody. Uh, I haven't seen Rocket Man, but generally, I'm not a uh, not a big movie guy. Uh, <laughs> not really a big music movie guy. But this is a bit different, and I am hyped for it in all ways, shapes, and forms. Beatles fan yourself, Scott? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not not a fan. Yes, yes. That's what most people are like. Yeah. You know, most people are like they like you know, but they're not. They ain't. They ain't. They don't own an album. They w- they wouldn't necessarily skip it. Mm. And the other film coming out this week, Annabelle comes home. <laughs> horror sequel. film sequel. Horror film sequel based on a. Did Annabelle already have a spin-off or is Annabelle a spin-off? Uh, they made one Annabelle movie and then they made a prequel and now this is something else. Yes, that's that's right. Yes, so. They uh they they're gonna move uh, Annabelle to a new house and she's going to do some stuff while they're sleeping and it's gonna be really scary and there's gonna be sort of jump scares and they're gonna make another two afterwards. Child's Play came out this week as well oh, and yeah. it's basically the same thing, isn't it? 
really Pretty much. dolls that come to life and things. This one's a little bit more scary. Uh, it's a little bit more um, Gabby Gabby. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. I saw it and I was like, fucking hell, Anna was that next week. When yeah. Gabby Gabby shows up. The Gabby show. So I think that's everything. Once again, uh, you can follow Scott at Megazord. How do you spell it? How, do you, it? How do you spell that? How do you spell that? M e g a z c o r t. You can follow me at at Sam Houston Vivo, and you can email anything, any questions, please, please, any sponsorships at nowshowingpod at gmail.com. We'll be back next week when we'll be looking at. I'm going to say probably yesterday with a new co-host and I'll see you all next time. Goodbye.